What does that say? Sometimes I can't even read my own writing. Dunkaroos. Lucerne. Ice cream sandwiches. Vanilla. And pizza pops. Those are the things that I've been missing as of late. I Actually, maybe not missing, but thinking about. Mainly because someone at the office, and I don't know who it is. I don't know if they're a Chinese staff or one of the expats. But whatever they're having for lunch reminds me of Pizza Pops. Thursday, January 13th, 2022. I'm Stephen Sierski. Thanks for listening to me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for finding me. And thanks for hearing out me uh, say those uh, few little products at the beginning. If you are an expat, what would be your foods or the things that sort of you think about? Uh, maybe that you think about every now and then, but that you can't find wherever you're living. For me, these are the Dunkaroos. Now, these are these uh, little, I don't want they're, they're not crackers, they're like cookies. They're, it's all sugar, 100% sugar. Um, these little um, cookies that you can dip in icing, they were huge when I was a kid, like in grade school. Uh, and they came in two parts. Like one part was like the icing, and then there was a longer part of uh, the the cookies. These were based on the uh, the cheese and crackers. What do you call them? Packages that you'd get, but they they're they're like you know two fingers long sort of thing, right? So you get four little crackers in there, four soda biscuits, uh, a little red plastic stick, and then this. Orange stuff that was was supposed to be cheese was was cheese. It was called cheese, uh, and you, you'd spread it on these crackers, and they were they were great. I remember having them throughout grade school. And then the Dunkaroos were just like the the really sugarfied version of that. I don't know what I and I've been thinking about these. And I know where I got it from is because at the April Gourmet, the international store just down the the street there, they have something similar. But it's with yogurt. Uh, yogurt or cheese? It might, I don't know if it's cheese or yogurt. One of the two. But they have something similar. It's not the same though. And I haven't seen Dunkaroos ever in China. I haven't even seen these uh, cheese and crackers uh, that uh, I remember from my childhood. Um, I'm sure they've been discontinued. But uh, be that as it may, they came across my mind. And the other two. Uh, so the Lucerne ice cream sandwiches. Uh, so an ice cream sandwich is like you you know you have your two chocolate biscuits and then in between you have vanilla ice cream, but the type the consistency of the ice cream is something that I mean it's very important. And I noticed as I grew up, and maybe this is because I didn't eat them as much as I as I did, uh, <laughs> you know maybe being a child you have a certain memory with them, and then when you grow up you try them again you're like it doesn't say taste the same at all. Whether it's you or the ingredients that they're using, whatever. All I know is that these these Lucerne ice cream sandwiches are the ones that I remember. And I, I remember eating like half a box. Like a dozen would come in a box. And I could easily eat three, four of them, five of them. It was not hard. They were that good. Uh, I, I haven't seen those either. You don't even see ice cream sandwiches very much. You see the Klondike, like the big name American versions that are just stupidly expensive. Whereas like the Lucerne ones, they weren't no name, 
but they weren't like big brand name either, so they were decently affordable. I think my mom bought them, <laughs> uh, and uh, the. But I remember, I remember when I was buying them later on in in in, in my adulthood, uh, they weren't horribly expensive. So I mean, you could sort of eat that many and not worry about consuming not just the calories but the you know the the money that you were spending. So I've been thinking about those because you can't find them here either. Uh, I know that the last time I was in Canada, I think I bought a box and I ate just about the whole thing. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, i got to sort of eat these right now. They're not coming with me back to China, so uh, uh, let's, let's get to work. And then the pizza pops. Yeah, I haven't seen those either. Uh, I haven't seen them, I'm, which I'm kind of surprised that I haven't seen them. You see pot pies for sale. Like, that would be the, the big thing. So I guess it's the Brits that have really influenced the microwavable um, packages, I guess uh, you'd say. It's not the American stuff, like the North American stuff. So you get a lot of pot pies, like your chicken pot pies and things like that. Those are all, um, you can find those all over the place, the microwavable versions. Some of them are okay. A lot of them are too greasy, I find. Uh, I'd actually rather just support a local uh, baker or local kitchen and, I uh, get them from them if I can't, if the offer comes up. Uh, but yeah, pizza pops, um, pizza pockets, uh, hot pockets, as I think they used to be called as well. The Yeah, the not available, uh, not that I can find. And I remember the last time I had them years ago, I found them way too sugary. And so that sugar, that sugar taste, that that smell that comes from cooking that sugar is what I'm smelling in the office these days. All right, so I mean, there you go. One little, it's been two days in a row this week that I've, I've smelled this. It's been wafting down the hallway at lunchtime, right around lunchtime, and uh, just triggered these these memories. I'm like, you know, I haven't had these in a very long time. Um, the Dunkaroos were actually, I, I they were first in my mind because there is uh, a colleague here, he was having... Uh, cheese with like um, rye bread and uh, I mean it looks like that that cheese that comes in little squares the triangles uh, not baby is it baby bell I can't remember um, baby bell comes in wax packages but this stuff comes in tin foil it's kind of like cheese but it's not cheese so it's similar to the cheese that was in the cheese and crackers that I was talking about before but he was having these I'm like I remember having this like you know this, these dunkaroos that were similar to that so, uh, yeah, these sort of things have just been going on, uh, mostly because there's been a lot of talk around the office of people who've been in the country for so long and that this pandemic has kept them away from, I want to say loved ones, but from their family, from visiting home, from where they, from whence they came for so long that there's like, you know what, going to pack it in, going to call it. I'm going to call it quits, which means that usually their Chinese wives are also making a choice to depart the country. I've also noticed that, um, and this is probably no surprise, that a lot of the people that are talking about leaving or who are in the, the midst of leaving, they all have kids, and they have kids that are typically of getting into like upper school, uh, grade school, and they want sort of a better education for them, one that is not so academically pressured. 
which it is here in the public school system in China. A lot, like Chinese families can even get around this by sending their kids to international school so they don't have to go through the university entrance exam, which is the Gaokao. That's their, their big test that they have to take at the end of grade 12 if they go through the public education system. So what these, these guys are sort of thinking is that they'll head back to uh, their, where they came from, their, their countries of origin, with their families, and uh, find employment there. So, and on that topic, I mean, I was talking to um, some other people today. I was like, well, so like, what is the process if, let's say, for example, like tomorrow I just get fed up and I'm like, okay, I quit. What if, right? What if I just throw in my badge and say, that's it, I'm done, I'm out. How long do I have until I have to be out of the country? Do I have to leave the country right away? Or am I given some leeway? So the way that it works here in China is if you are an expat and you are on one of these visas, like I have a type Z visa, which is meant for like teachers. Um, they're, they're foreign professionals, but it's like you're an English teacher, typically. Um, and so what you have is you actually have 30 days. Uh, it's not a grace period. It's not. Is it called a humanitarian? Oh, what is it? There's a certain word that they use for it. Uh, that basically refers to they'll give you a, a grace period to uh, get your things in order. They're not they don't expect you like to you know if you lose if you lose your job or well I mean I guess this could happen but if you lose your job or you quit your your job uh, they they won't just cancel your visa right away. Now that is very company dependent. Uh, I'm sure there are lots of horror stories horror stories out there, uh, but at the uh, from what I know, I mean, I don't think my company would do that, um, seeing as though quite a few people have transitioned into other jobs. Um, for a variety of reasons, it doesn't really matter too much why. But my question was, like, so if I leave, especially now, mid-January, with the universities, and there's still lockdowns, like you can't get into China very easily. So if the universities are looking for English teachers, it would be like this would be your, your prime time to be applying for those positions, I would think, even like even if you don't take them, just to see what, what else the, the market is like. Now, I haven't looked. I, the idea of shifting jobs um, kind of repulses me, to tell you the truth. Um, not only that, uh, the whole idea of like, if I had to move apartments, I'd be like, oh, that would just not make me happy at all. Cause it would really disrupt all these plans that I have for the next couple of months. Right. You know, maybe if it was June or July after I've done these next four or five months of creative output and studies that I want to do. And after I've done the HSK five test, I'll tell you, maybe, maybe, but right now, I think I'm staying put for for the time being. All that being said, it's uh, become quite clear that Omicron, <laughs> the virus, is not leaving us anytime soon. And it's kind of startling when I kind of look at um, these RSS feeds of the news, news headlines. And it's one thing to see China. It's one thing, maybe Beijing, you know, it's Beijing versus Washington, you know, capitals versus capitals. Uh, when you start seeing other cities named like Tianjin, you're like, hey, Tianjin, I know, oh, I know that city. That's like right next door to us. That's the port city 
that, I mean, we've gone to for work trips a lot of times. Well, they're having a massive outbreak. And I was talking to one girl there. She's like, yeah, I got to go get another gnat. And I guess they're testing the whole city, whole population, two or three times a day. They are, they've shut off the city. Uh, we've been told, if you don't have to go to Tianjin, don't. Because <laughs> uh, certainly if you do leave Beijing, you are risking not coming back. And it's not just you're not coming back for 14 days. With the Olympics, what, 18 days away, 20 days away, and then the Paralympics in March, this city's locked down. You're not coming in here unless you have to be here sort of thing. So it's, I guess it's another two months, three months of, I mean, as much as I get to wander around the city, uh, no one really screams at me if I, if I don't have my mask on properly or at all sometimes. Like if I'm running outside or anything like that, no one's yelling at me or anything like that. Um, so there is some sort of leeway given in that that regard. But yeah, I, I mean, I know even that if there was ever an outbreak, I mean, they would just pull the videotapes and go, look at this guy. He's flaunting the rules. I understand. Like, I, I see that gamble. But even still, within the city of Beijing, we're allowed to move around quite a bit. Not, not just quite a bit. Anywhere, basically. I mean, anywhere that most people are allowed to go anyway, we, we can go. You have to you have to scan places, okay? And I've noticed, like, even April Gourmet, Starbucks, they'll have people standing at the doorway to make sure you scan the QR code because if they don't, they get hit with a fine. They have inspectors that come in. And if they don't see someone at that doorway telling people, scan this code, register, they get hit with a fine. Uh, so we're not out of this just yet. Not just yet. So yeah, I saw Tianjin come across the RSS feeds. Um, Tianjin Titans COVID zero restrictions. Wow, Volkswagen closes its plants. Well, not looking good. I, I, I don't actually, it doesn't look bad, but I mean, they are clamping down. Like it's, they're not letting people move around between cities as freely as they, they used to, especially as it pertains to like cities like Beijing or any of the big cities. Like it's, you're not, it's very difficult to uh, uh, move around as freely as before, um, which I mean, I guess is sort of par for the course. So going forward, still China or not? A lot of people I know are leaving. A lot of people that I've met are leaving. But like I've mentioned this before, one of the reasons why it's so noticeable is because there are no new faces coming in. It's, it's difficult to come into, into China at the moment. Um, like even if you secured a job, I'm not sure how they, they would bring you over. So we'll see how the next six to nine months sort of develop and uh, whether or not... I mean, again, I don't have any plans to leave China just yet. I want to get through these the, the Chinese studies at least. Uh, which I haven't been able to do uh, for the last couple of days. Uh, Tuesday was my last day. Probably the next study day will be on Saturday, uh, which should be good. And I hope to get another get through another chapter then, uh, in addition to finishing my homework that I have yet to start. On the other side of things, I have updated uh, quite a few of the tracks for the last couple of days for my January Song of Day Challenge doesn't seem like very much of a song a day challenge if I'm posting them three days late, right? I know. 
but I'd rather get them done a bit better than than publishing them publishing some of them that are a bit rough. One thing I've noticed, and this is one thing that I've been working on with this January challenge, is being able to think more on my feet in the workflow rather than thinking before trying something, exporting it, and then sitting on it for a couple days. You know, I mean, that's sort of your old production workflow. And this is what I used to tell my students as well when they're writing essays. You know, get the thing done. Get a first draft done early. That way you can put it aside for a week, then come back to it and read it and realize what a piece of shit it is, and then start revising from there. Man, if I, if I was being a student again, that's exactly what I would do. Such a great idea. So why don't you do it? Well, because you put it off. Likewise, with uh, January, I want to develop that ability to create more in the moment and not have to think about it so much. But that's what I'm doing now is that I am creating tracks and then I'm putting them off for a day and I'm coming back to them the next day just to make sure that they move the way that I intended them to move. So that's sort of uh, uh, what I've been working on. This one, uh, I finally put up the 10th, 11th, and 12th, or the 13th. I can't remember which one. But uh, some interesting tracks there. Again, the 10th was sort of a a complement of the 9th. So the 9th was the found sounds in China. Uh, The 10th is actually all about my printer. uh, That has a, I don't know if you guys ever feel percussive, ever moved by the sounds of nature. You know, if you hear water dripping or anything, you're like, oh, that's, a, that's a good beat. And there you go, dump, da, dump, da, dump, you know, something like that. But I, this is what I hear as a percussionist. So I set that to some uh, extra drums and uh, came up with uh, what I came up with. Uh, then I also did some taiko drumming, uh, which I did to get it out of my system. I've, I've, I haven't studied directly, but I have listened to a lot of like um, taiko drumming from Japan uh, with the idea that like, I'm not going to get the rhythms entirely correct, but I want to try it again on the iPad to see, because it is a bit different than hitting an actual drum, uh, especially as it uh, sort of pertains to like how, how small the iPad is. And then the other one I did, I did call, uh, another one called Spitty Metal Beat Boxing, or, which is basically a, a drum beat I do whenever I'm bored i've known like some people will hum to themselves i drum i metal beatbox that that sort of guitar slash drum meld a fusion that is easy to do um but really has serves no purpose i mean you're usually trying to mimic whatever whatever metal song you are thinking of at the moment or rock song uh but um, you would never commit that to recording so i did I recommended that to recording. <laughs> there you go. So those three tracks are up, and I'll have them up on my uh, website soon. I just, uh, I'm, I'm going to get to bed soon. Uh, I got the workout tomorrow morning. I'm going to try that Hollywood body workout again, uh, which is a lot gentler than the height stuff, the high-intensity stuff that I was doing before, uh, which is, uh, it's good to, uh, it's a bit gentler, not rattling my skull as much as the uh, others were, so... Going to get to that, which means I got to get to bed. And even this morning, I don't know if you noticed, but I posted yesterday's episode 
uh, much later than I normally do, and that's partially because I fell asleep, but also because I was woken up at 1 o'clock in the morning by uh, the upstairs neighbors who decided to have a bit of a, a laugh about about something. So I just uh, started recording with my uh, sexy voice, sexy and scintillating voice. I'll leave it there, folks. Thanks for listening. The tracks will be up on my website, stephensersky.com, very soon. These audio blogs are available on anchor.fm, or you can check out the archives on my website, stephensersky.com. Take a look at the audio blog section. One little teaser, I might have an idea for a, quote, TV show, unquote, end quote. Not sure yet. It's an idea. It's entertaining. It might be funny. It might suck. Have a great day. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.